And welcome to season three of the JKR podcast presented by JKR Baseball. My name is Jay Shriglin and I will be your host. We're excited to continue the JKR podcast with season three of episodes. This season, we are expecting many great series with top-tier travel organizations across the country, while we also spotlight commits, collegiate, and professional players from across the United States. It is our goal to be the player's platform for all of prep baseball. As we continue to do this, make sure to stay on top of the J-Care podcast episodes, but also tune into the other features that J-Care Baseball presents. That includes blogs like the lineup card written by John Sparacco, player-based events like Battle of Indiana, Summit City Baseball Academy, and other events being announced very, very soon. With Season 3, that comes two new programs for athletes to enjoy. Those are the JKR Brand Ambassador Program and the JKR Athlete Creators Program. To stay on top of all these features, check out jkrpodcast.com to learn more. I genuinely appreciate everything you guys have done for me and the JKR brand over the past two years, and I hope to continue to build both the JKR brand and the game of baseball for years to come. Let's dig into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. Today's episode sponsor is Mind Baseball, located in Dallas, Texas. Their bats are made from 100% European beech wood, which allows for more density, which then leads to more power. I mean, who doesn't want more power? We all know chicks dig the long ball. Multiple studies prove that beech outperforms maple, birch, and ash that you're probably used to swinging. Beech wood straight grains mean for less breaks, and Mind Baseball exceeds the MLB regulations in that category. Are you also frustrated with seeing the dried paint spots on your barrel? Mind Baseball uses a family secret technique that leaves a perfect finish every time. If you set their bat next to another brand, you will make sure that you see the difference. Lastly, they also use a built-in grip to reduce vibrations. It is the same technology that is used to reduce recoil in rifles. Make sure to check them out. Go find them on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Um, on Instagram, their username is at mine, M-I-N-E, baseball. Check them out, but let's dig into today's episode. And welcome back to the JKR Podcast. Today we have Represent the Code and Represent Baseball, Represent Football, and I feel like he's doing every sport now. Founder and CEO, Jake Hernandez, on the JKR Podcast. Jake, super pumped to get you on the show, man. I've been seeing, like I said, been seeing a tons of your stuff from all these different athletes I know these past probably two or three months. So, you know, been crazy publicity going your way. You know, pumped to get you on the show and kind of dig into it. How are you doing today? Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much. I am. Uh, I'm stoked to be here for sure. And I am excellent. The weather out here in Los Angeles is beautiful. So uh, no, uh, no complaints on my end. Yeah. I'm looking out that window back there. It's looking like it's a little sunny <laughs> out there out in California, but it's, you know, yeah, it's beautiful. I, you can't tell it's kind of, you know, dark here already on the Eastern, on the Eastern side of the country. But um, first question I kind of want to dig into here with you. Same question. I always like to ask everybody, whether it's, you know, a business owner like yourself, an athlete, a coach, whatever is for those who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Who exactly is Jake Hernandez? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I think that I would consider myself a jack of all trades. Uh, I've worked in a couple of different industries, but uh, mostly focused on digital marketing, uh, partnerships, uh, digital strategy. Uh, so recently I've been working in the music industry um, and have worked on, you know, a number of big artist partnerships, uh, specifically in the streaming space, uh, the blockchain space as well. Uh, so have been uh, jumping around a little bit in terms of industries, uh, but with mostly a focus on music. Uh, I went to University of Miami where I got a master's in music business and uh, entertainment. Uh, so got really a comprehensive view of, you know, all the entertainment industries from film to music to sports. Uh, so that was really kind of the first uh, exposure that I had to, you know, all of the opportunities that exist out there in entertainment. Um, and so before that, I had kind of a number of uh, entrepreneurial pursuits. Uh, and those were, uh, you know, really looking at, um, you know, things like social enterprise, um, which is, you know, when you're looking at something where you can create a business that actually, you know, takes proceeds or profits and uses it for, you know, some sort of social benefit. Um, and so have had a number of uh, opportunities to work on projects in the social enterprise space, uh, but recently have been working in the athletic space and the uh, apparel 
uh, with RTC. And as you said, uh, represent baseball, represent football, uh, a couple of different verticals that we are uh, uh, in the process of launching uh, and have planned uh, for this fall. Okay. So you said when you did go to the University of Miami, you know, learning the music business, you know, said you're a jack of all trades. Where does this sports connection come from? Were you a ball player growing up? I guess where exactly does your interest within athletics, within sports come from? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I played baseball from, you know, two or three when I started walking till the end of high school. Uh, I played soccer growing up, you know, through high school as well. I uh, played some football uh, intermittently in there, uh, aside from a few broken bones uh, that sidelined me. But, um, you know, I grew up playing baseball, travel ball, summer ball. Uh, and so that was kind of the, uh, the go-to sport and, you know, the real uh, love of my childhood. Uh, I think it was something where, you know, you look, uh, you know, most uh, kids and it's, you know, Christmas and birthdays, you know, you're getting a new glove or you're getting a new bat. Uh, so that was definitely uh, my childhood in a nutshell. Uh, so, you know, I've always loved baseball. And that was, you know, part of the reason that uh, as we got Represent the Code started, uh, really hyper-focused on the baseball community just because, you know, it was something that I really resonated with and, you know, had a fairly deep understanding of. Um, and so uh, that, you know, connection to baseball growing up was really what kind of uh, sparked, uh, you know, our connection to the baseball community. Okay, so I know probably for the most part, most people listening to this will know what Represent the Code is. Obviously, you I mean you've built, a, a, like I said, lots of publicity here these first couple of months of RTC, of Represent Baseball, Represent Football, and those other sports. But I guess before we get started with those questions I sent over to you earlier, give everybody the rundown, the elevator pitch. What is Represent the Code, Represent Baseball, and all those other sports? Just give everybody a little bit of a rundown before we dig into everything else. Yeah, definitely. So uh, uh, Represent the Code, you know, ultimately is a, you know, an athletics brand. Uh, you know, it's something where, uh, you know, beyond just apparel, beyond, you know, just uh, different garments or, you know, accessories and sports. Uh, it's something that really uh, allows, you know, athletes to connect with where they're from. Um, and so, you know, you look at athletes in the major leagues and so many of them have such uh, unique and exciting and interesting stories about how they elevated through, you know, whether it's baseball, football, you know, soccer, basketball, the way that they made their progression from youth sports to high school sports, uh, you know, collegiate sports, and then, you know, minor leagues or uh, up into, you know, the majors. Um, and so as a company, you know, we really want to be something that, allows athletes, you know, to really stay connected to, you know, where they're from, the communities that supported them, you know, the coaches, the schools, the teams, you know, the parents, all of these, you know, really integral parts of, you know, leading a successful athlete through this progression of their career. Um, you know, it often starts really with where they grew up, you know, and so these, you know, area codes, which are something that's super simple, you know, it's this three digit sequence that, you know, if you live in Miami, you know, 305, if you see 305 and you're from Miami, even if it's not an area code and it's like, uh, you know, the address on a house or, you know, it's on your, uh, you know, credit card bill or something like that, you see that 305 and it instantly makes that connection in your head. Uh, so, you know, for us, we wanted to create something that really dove into that hometown pride concept. Um, and really tied in with athletes because, you know, they really are individuals that owe a lot to, you know, where they're from, how they were built, you know, who were the people that really shaped them. Uh, and so much of that is connected uh, by their area codes. Yeah, it's a super, super cool concept that you came up with. You know, obviously the first time I saw it I was like, you know, that's pretty cool. Because like you said, I mean, for me, I'm sure for a lot of people, I mean, you're taking pride in what that area code is. Like for me, you know, 260 there in Indiana, every time I see it, whether it's an address or like I, I go to a school where there's people from all over across the country. Anytime I'm in a group chat or like in a group and someone's phone number says 260, you know, initially starts exactly. a conversation there. So it's exactly. a really cool concept on, you know, what you're talking about. And like you said, agreeing with you there, but I guess take us through the beginning. Where did this idea come from? You know, obviously you talk about there, the benefits of this brand, but where did the idea come from? What were those first initial steps? Yeah, I think that the, you know, it was one of those, you know, kind of weird, like, uh, <laughs> moments where you are, you know, sitting somewhere and you 
think back and you saw someone who had a tattoo of you know five to a which is arizona and uh, it's tucson and arizona where i spent most of my childhood or you know you were at a uh, you know you're at a ball game and you saw someone with a 305 for miami uh you know you saw a commercial where they talked about an area code and so i think for me it was really this sort of sequence of events over maybe a two or three month period where i continuously saw these area code instances and in my head i was thinking you know i have such a you know sort of in-depth understanding of all of these things that go into the digital space and digital strategy and then you look at something like an area code that's just so innate and it's something that you know for you you know when you got your first cell phone it had the first three digits that you're memorizing are 260 you know your parents phone numbers maybe but likely 260 school your friends so you are from a very young age you know really being acclimated to these three digits and it's something that connects you to all of them even in a way that you might not necessarily think about you know kind of uh you know on the top of your head uh so for me you know when it came to these you know weird instances where i kept seeing people uh you know people with their area code either tatted or on a shirt or you know on a commercial or all of these sort of things it sort of just happened in a way where i was like this could be something that is built into a single you know collective business or entity where you know even if you're from the smallest you know little city in north dakota or in alaska you know that you have the opportunity to show that pride you know to show where you're from because even if you know the 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 city or the town that you're from is completely obscure and there's 100 people who live there if you have a cell phone you have the same area code you know as everyone around you and so it was something that allowed us to really dive down and create a you know really uh, curated and custom product and concept that can scale to every single person in the US and every single person in Canada who has a phone uh so i think you know from a from a an idea standpoint it was really sort of just this uh genesis uh that came from you know these weird events that kept happening and then you know sitting down and really diving in and exploring you know how we can build this into something that's uh you know comprehensive and and collective uh for all of the area codes so obviously it's been super successful within athletes you know baseball football the other Thank sports you. that you're going into uh but was the original i mean if you think about it it just says represent the code and the code in the the area code number so it has no affiliation with sports and that sort of thing like it was the original idea for it to be for everybody or was it supposed to be an athletics brand i guess kind of take us through that initial plan when it came to making the designs, making the website, what was the initial ideas here or the initial goals going into the first, you know, beginning of Represent the Code? Yeah, um, I mean, I think with the first iteration, uh, you know, you learn so much along the way as you, you know, start a business. I mean, it's something that I didn't have experience in, in terms of, you know, design, uh, apparel, uh, you know, all of these different things were, you know, something that i had exposure to but not you know tons of experience uh so when you first come up with really any idea for a business it's you want to cast as wide of a net as possible because you don't want to limit your market you know from the get go so it's you know what sort of uh you know ideas and you know strategies can we build that will bring in the widest potential market and so from that instance you know looking at streetwear if you have streetwear you know it can be quite literally anybody and you can sell streetwear across the world you know the shipping and you know all of those opportunities are there uh so you know from the sort of initial idea it really started out in you know sort of a streetwear concept uh just because that was the very first iteration of how do we have the largest potential market for you know this concept uh but then of course when you comes to uh you know looking at area codes you say okay if we're really to hyper focus this to you know the most successful market we need to sort of uh rein it in and bring it into the united states you know bring it into the united states canada as well and then you can really have a uniform uh concept where it's these three digit uh area codes these three digit sequences all all of canada all of the us and so we kind of brought it in there uh and then once we had done that we thought you know what is the opportunity uh that is most likely to give us you know success what type of individual is someone who really resonates with this and so that was really when you know i said you know sports is going to be 
the space that this will be most successful in. Uh, I think you look at athletes in general, one, they're used to being on a team. And so it's like, you know, you play for, uh, you know, you look at all of these travel teams, you know, for really any sport, baseball, uh, you know, basketball, football, they all have, you know, travel teams aside from who you play for, you know, in middle school, high school, college. Um, and so athletes are used to being on a team, you know, an area code more or less is a little bit of a team. You know, it's the people that you grew up with. It's the people that you were around, uh, the, the people you spent time with. So in that sense, uh, athletes are able to really, you know, resonate with the team concept. Uh, athletes are also, you know, always used to wearing numbers. You know, they grew up as number seven, number 10, number five, number 99. Uh, so the number aspect on clothing is something that athletes are also extremely comfortable with. They're used to, they take pride in their number. Uh, so, you know, in those two ways, we felt, you know, athletes are going to be really the sweet spot, you know, for this idea and for this concept. Uh, and then when it came to baseball, uh, that ended up being, you know, the target just because, A, I loved baseball. I, you know, I grew up playing it. So something that I knew the most about in terms of sports. Um, and then, you know, when you look at organizations like Area Code Baseball, while they don't do anything that's really specific to the individual's area code, it has some sense of acclimation that already exists for these baseball athletes. So they know, you know, the, the term area code, um, you know, very well because of the sport that they play and because of the organizations that exist within the sport. Uh, so that's really how we, you know, kind of lined up uh, and dialed into sports as a, you know, larger market. Uh, and then, you know, baseball is sort of our key target market. Okay. So you, you realize that baseball, well, you realize that sports, you realize baseball is going to be that primary market there for you. How do you go about connecting with that first player? Like, are you reaching out to a couple different guys? You know, here's the game plan. Here's the benefits for you. How do you get connected with that first ball player? Yeah. So our first player that we got connected with was actually uh, Christy as he's a university of Miami commit. Uh, and so really what I did, as I said, what is the area code that people know the most, that they're the most proud of, you know, that they, that just is the most visible. And so to me, that's 305. I lived in Miami, so that might maybe uh, give me a little bit of a bias, but just looking at, you know, all the area codes, I was like, all right, 305, that sounds like the one. And so I went on to, you know, the internet and started looking at, you know, who are the University of Miami commits? Because, you know, in my eyes, I said, okay, you know, collegiate athletes from the very beginning might be difficult to connect with. You know, they have lots of people reaching out to them with, of course, all of the new NIL stuff. Um, and so in my eyes, I said, you know, who are the athletes that are going to be at Miami? You know, who are going to be there next year, going to be there in the next few years? And then which of them are from Miami? You know, because if they're from Miami and they have a 305 and they're staying in the 305, you know, that's something where if I, you know, get connected with them and they have a 305 T on their back when they step onto campus, that is, you know, exactly what we're aiming for. You know, they're staying in their hometown. They're really showing pride. And, you know, as they walk around whatever school they're at, you know, they're going to be seeing, you know, a lot of people who are also in that area code or, you know, have that area code, you know, as something they resonate with. Yeah. Uh, so that was really how we got started. Okay. So I'm sure for you, it's probably pretty common is what kind of what I deal with is like, let's say I get a player on the podcast, you know, then I kind of, you know, get a follow from some of his teammates, some of his buddies. And it just, you know, leads to more and more. I was talking, I was actually yeah. uh, the first interview of three today. I was talking about that in just terms of the growth of the podcast and, you know, how getting one person on just led to more and more. I'm sure you kind of probably had that same thing. You know, you get that first 305 brand ambassador you just how did your network grow after that was there a lot of people reaching out after that or after that first athlete how did that network how did all those connections with athletes how did it evolve yeah no I mean you're you're spot on it's really that kind of domino effect um, and I think that you know with the domino effect you really get a sense of you know product and concept validation uh, so you know with you know this first athlete that we worked with it was, you know, in the 305. And then after, you know, we ran this collab post with him, uh, you know, we had a few athletes who he was connected to reach out to us and say, hey, like I live in, my, I live in Orlando, uh, you know, I'm, you know, area code 407, you guys have T's. And I was like, we have T's for literally every single area code in the US and Canada. 
because I knew that people <laughs> would be from a different area because I was like, we're going to have everything from the beginning. Um, so it was, you know, really exactly what you're saying. It was that first domino. And then, you know, we ran another collab post with someone in Orlando. Orlando has a massive market for high talent, you know, really visible recruits in a lot of sports. Um, and so, you know, once we kind of got into that Orlando market, uh, you know, got connected with a bunch of different guys, um, you know, some guys who were headed up to NC State, uh, who really were, you know, kind of integral in connecting us with, you know, even more, um, you know, high level uh, and high visibility uh, recruits. Uh, and then so it was like, you know, after the, you know, University of Miami player, then it was, you know, Tennessee and Vanderbilt and NC State and North Carolina, Alabama, Texas, you know, so as we started getting all of these, you know, recruits who are committed to play at these, you know, massive programs. Um, and so when you have those guys, you know, they have good visibility, good following, but not just within their area code because they've been playing travel ball their whole life. And so, you know, these guys have connections throughout the country, you know, throughout the region. And so we then started, you know, going into these different states where it really started in Florida. It, you know, spread quickly into, you know, the rest of the southern states, then, you know, into California because I started reaching out, you know, to different athletes here. Uh, and then, you know, we sort of went from that direction and spread. And, you know, we were in, we have our, you know, products sold uh, to all but one state being Alaska. Uh, so we have sold, yeah, so we've, we've sold, uh, you know, tees, hoodies, shorts to, you know, people in every state. I think a couple, I forget what the exact number is, but well over 200 different area codes. Um, and so, you know, it's really grown tremendously, uh, but it was really all from, you know, a single domino and then it just, you know, kind of spread like wildfire. Yeah. So you said there at the, even at the beginning, you said that when you started that website, you wanted to make sure every area code was on that website, you know, smart thinking on your part, you know, like you said, with that domino effect, but when it comes to the actual area code 305 being that first one, when it comes to these brand ambassador programs or whatever the benefits are for the athletes, which we'll talk about in a second, are you planning on having like multiple collab posts with multiple guys from the 305, multiple guys from the 312 or whatever? Um, I guess what's that thought process at this moment in time? Yeah. I mean, I think that, I mean, first of all, to answer your question, yes, you know, definitely to have multiple guys, uh, you know, across these area codes. I mean, you look at the total market of a lot of these area codes and it is massive. You know, it's hundreds of thousands or millions of people. Um, and so you get really large numbers um, of individuals who are represented by a single area code. And so to think of having, you know, just one uh, individual athlete be like the sole focus of our brand and our connection to that area code is just limiting, you know, because it's, you know, ultimately these are athletes who are playing college ball, playing high school ball, but they're also studying, they have school, you know, so they have other obligations. And so as a brand, you know, we don't want to lean solely on them and say, you know, I mean, I don't, I'm not from Nebraska or Kansas. I know maybe a few people from there. Um, but, you know, if we can connect with a high school or a college athlete who is in those states, they're going to have a massive network there. And if we can connect with 10, that's 10 massive networks that maybe have some overlap, but will not have complete overlap. Uh, so, you know, from our standpoint, building a team in each of these area codes is really the most effective way to connect with the area code as a whole. Because, you know, you look at the 305. Miami is a big city. And so there's different, you know, personalities and there's different vibes and there's different parts of culture across the 305. And so if you can get multiple athletes from, you know, different places in Miami that represent the 305, but have had a different experience, you know, where they grew up, what sport they played, where they traveled to playing ball, uh, you know, we really are able to, you know, capture a more complete, you know, perspective and communication to that area code than if we just had, you know, a single athlete. Yeah. So obviously when you are an athlete, let's say, uh, we'll just keep talking about 305. Let's say yeah. when you are an athlete for 305, you know, you get that collab post with represent the code. Now you get the collab post with whatever sport you're in as well. You know, what benefits beyond that? Like what's that program looking like for an athlete who is a RTC 
305 athlete, what other benefits are there beyond that collab post? Yeah, and so, I mean, that is where it gets, unfortunately, a little bit uh, murky just in terms of NIL. So name, image, and likeness uh, and the legal structure of it is interesting because it's not on a national basis. It varies state to state and it varies level to level. So high school versus college. Um, and so on, in that aspect, uh, you know, we have a pretty dynamic reps athlete program that is reflective of, you know, what the law states for these different athletes in these different locations. Uh, so, you know, a high school athlete in Florida, a high school athlete in New York, a high school athlete in California, in Oregon, New Mexico, are all going to have, you know, either very different or slightly varied uh, opportunities in which they can work with brands, in which they can use their name, image, and likeness. You know, there's, I think, maybe somewhere in the ballpark of 30 states where high school athletes can actually benefit from their name, image, and likeness. So that leaves, you know, 40% of the U.S. Uh, in terms of the states uh, where these athletes aren't able to actively, um, you know, really generate what is, you know, value or benefit from their partnerships, you know, from these brands. Um, but it doesn't mean that, you know, they can't be added into a network that is part of a brand that is, you know, growing quickly in their sport vertical, but, you know, is growing in terms of its connection to ex-professional athletes, you know, uh, sports agents here out in Los Angeles. Um, and so, you know, from our perspective, if we can continue to deliver value, both from a, you know, um, visibility and, uh, you know, financial standpoint to the people who are able to have that, but also deliver value, looking at it more long-term by building ourselves, building our brands so that athletes within our network from the early stages who maybe aren't able to, uh, you know, monetize or aren't able to, you know, generate value from NIL yet, that once they are out of high school, once they are able to, you know, really derive value and benefit from partnerships, that we will have, you know, an already developed partnership with them and we will have, you know, a direct line and we can say, you know, you worked with us from when you were a sophomore and, you know, you supported our brand and, you know, you, you know, developed continuously as an athlete and now you're in college. Now we look at them and we say, you know, this individual is someone we want to build a marketing campaign around or we want to create a custom product uh, where they can have, you know, product share, you know, profit share on this, uh, you know, individual product. Uh, so from our standpoint, you know, we really want to deliver as much value to the athletes that we work with as possible. That's within, you know, the sort of legal landscape um, of NIL and high school, uh, the different high school sports associations. Um, but of course, you know, if we can continue to grow ourselves as a brand, it just elevates our ability to give different types of value and increased value to these athletes as we move forward. Yeah. And that's that's why I was curious, because like obviously Indiana, that's where I'm from, being one of those states where high school athletes can't capitalize on their NIL. Me seeing a couple guys from our from the state of Indiana collabing with you guys, wasn't sure what what exactly that program looked like for guys like that in terms of maybe conversations being had on, you know, hey, down the road, once you get to so and so university, we'd love to you know partner with you and get that same sort of you know, benefits that a lot of these other guys from Florida and Cali and all those different states that do allow it. Um, that's why I was curious in terms of, you know, those program benefits. But um, you talk about some of those personal, like customized products where the athlete could get a profit share. I guess, take us through that. Like, has have you done any of those collaborations yet? You got some in the works. What's that looking like in terms of the customized products beyond just the area code stuff? Yeah, so I mean, that is definitely uh, in the works. We haven't developed anything yet. Uh, so right now, we, you know, we wanted to start really focused. I think that, you know, when you look at t-shirts, sweatshirts, uh, shorts, you know, that's something that anyone can wear. You know, you can wear it basically to school. You can wear it, you know, to practice. You know, if it's, if you're taking, you know, batting practice, you can hit in shorts, you know, whatever it may be. We wanted to create, you know, products that everyone could wear really at any time of day. Uh, and that was where we wanted to start, you know, because that gives us the widest net. And then, you know, as the, um, you know, different sport verticals have developed and as we've, you know, really grown into baseball, 
um, you know, of course we look at, okay, what are the products that baseball players value the most and how can we get involved? You know, what are these products that are integral to a baseball player uh, in terms of style, in terms of, you know, usability, in terms of, you know, comfort, in terms of confidence. And so we look at, you know, accessories like an arm sleeve, you know, that's something that is universal across sports. Uh, but allows, you know, an athlete to really customize their, you know, uh, their game day fit, you know, their jersey, um, you know, their style and show who they are. Um, so, you know, that's something that we were like, okay, you know, after we look at just general apparel, an arm sleeve is something that works across, you know, all sports ultimately. Uh, and then, you know, for baseball, we're looking at, um, you know, already sort of in development um, in, in a number of different ways for batting gloves, uh, as well as sliding mitts. Uh, you know, I think when you look at um, the social landscape today, uh, there's so much opportunity for brand visibility in content and in content that is captured in game or in practice. And so when you look at something like batting gloves or something like sliding mitts, you have the opportunity to have your brand be captured in action, in use, you know, versus a t-shirt where someone can't wear it during their game, you know? So there's, there's that limiting factor on general apparel. Uh, so, you know, we wanted to capture the wide net with the, uh, the sort of general apparel and the garments um, and have those, you know, be really high quality and deliver, you know, both comfort, you know, style, confidence to the individual wearing it. And then once we felt that we had really, you know, dialed that in and dialed our processes in uh, for that, uh, move into those, you know, individual sports uh, and what, you know, pieces of uh, equipment or, you know, accessories uh, do athletes really love that can be customized um, to really allow an athlete in game to show who they are. Uh, and so that's really where we're, we're diving into. Uh, and then hopefully, you know, after that, uh, and as we've moved forward and established ourselves a little bit more within each, you know, sport vertical uh, is when we plan to uh, start looking at these uh, player product uh, designs that should be really exciting. Okay, so you talk about those different sport verticals. And again, I think that was something that you guys started probably just a couple of weeks ago when I started seeing represent baseball, football, lacrosse. I think there's some other sports mixed in there too. I guess take us through the decision to kind of expand from just represent the code to all those different sports and kind of, you know, categorizing them, kind of keeping them separate from each other. What was that decision? Kind of take us through that whole decision process. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, it was a tough decision in the sense that it creates from a, you know, from a, uh, you know, benefit standpoint, it creates something that can become a lot more collective and comprehensive, but also hyper-focused. So when you look at represent the code, you know, we could share, uh, you know, say we do have batting gloves that we are dropping, you know, we could share some content around batting gloves. We have, if we have basketball athletes or, you know, women's soccer or, you know, a track athlete, they have really no invested interest in batting gloves, you know. So it really creates, um, you know, content and communications um, that there's a bit of a disconnect. I think from an athlete standpoint, um, you know, what's been really cool is seeing athletes from different sports be really supportive of us announcing, you know, a different sport athlete. I think that aspect has been, you know, super, uh, you know, exciting and really cool to see. Um, but as you, you know, grow a business, you have to really look in and say, you know, where are the disconnects? And so, you know, if we're communicating and it's mostly focused on baseball, we miss out then on the really like curated communications towards basketball or towards soccer or towards football, you know, just because of how, you know, the nature of how you post and how it's shared. Uh, so, you know, from our point of view, we look at represent the code as something that can be very, um, you know, collective in the sense of, uh, you know, a brand vision, storytelling about where you're from, you know, really representing where you grew up, uh, no matter where you are. Uh, so represent the code can really become that brand and the messaging. Um, but then it will allow us as well to build out these different sports, uh, looking at represent baseball, looking at represent basketball, where the communication, the product development, the content, you know, all of that, all the partnerships, it can all be really hyper-focused and curated specific to that sports. And it, since it is just really a unique community 
you know, there's overlap, but ultimately they're unique enough that if we separate them out, you know, we feel like we'll be able to create a better connection uh, with all of the athletes that we work with, as well as all of the, you know, people that uh, we're able to reach. Okay. So on the baseball side of things, you mentioned batting gloves, you mentioned sliding mitts, two segments of the game that are, you know, very populated when it comes to different brands that, you know, offer those types of things. Is there certain business collaborations that you're doing on products like that? Or are you guys doing it yourself? What exactly does that look like when it comes to collaborations on products and potentially even collaborations with other brands and businesses as well beyond that? Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's a little bit of an interesting, you know, concept thinking about uh, collaborations, you know, across brands, because when you look at, you know, two different brands, uh, if they are related or if they are, you know, if they can create some sort of mutual benefit, you know, say a, um, you know, say a, an apparel company is able to connect with a um, company that does, you know, um, gloves exclusively, you know, um, there is an overlap in terms of the product um, and it can become something that is mutually beneficial that builds upon itself. Um, but I think that when you have, you know, something where it's a brand that ultimately is trying to, you know, capture an entire market, um, it becomes a little bit um, uh, difficult, you know, to really create something that is mutually beneficial, that feels fair, um, you know, that really is something that both, uh, you know, entities can feel like it is building their brand in the best way possible. Um, so I think from, you know, our standpoint, we'll, we will look at, you know, brand collaborations with, you know, different glove companies. Um, you know, I love the idea of having, uh, you know, custom gloves that we can put together with athletes that have their area code, that have represent, that have their last name, that are designed, you know, specific to them. Uh, so looking at, you know, something like that, um, because, you know, gloves is gloves is something that's so unique and requires so much expertise that we don't have at this time. Uh, that, you know, in that sense, collaborations are something that we absolutely are looking into. Uh, but I think when it comes to something like batting gloves, sliding mitts, you know, they are products that are, you know, open in terms of there's not a high barrier to entry in terms of development. Of course, it takes product development. But from our standpoint, we have a massive network of athletes they would love to test out products for us, you know? So we have the opportunity to start now, you know, we're three months and we just had our third month anniversary from when we launched and we have hundreds of athletes. So we have a direct line to that we could get product to, and they would test it for us. And so in that sense, we feel that we really have an opportunity to dive into these, you know, really unique, uh, you know, accessories and components of the athlete's outfit um and find ways to improve what exists out there and not just improve its functionality or its usability but improve the overall aesthetic and you know style of these pieces so that when an athlete puts it on it's something that is motivating them inspiring them giving them confidence you know on the field um in the way that we hope that you know our apparel does when it, when they're off the field yeah so you talk about all the different athletes that are able to, let's say that you have those batting gloves or the sliding mitts. You have a bunch of athletes that are able to and willing to, you know, test them out for you. Obviously having those relationships with ball players is important, but what are some of those relationships you've been able to build through all these different collaborations, through all these different brand ambassadorships for guys who are partnering with RTC? What are some of those relationships with athletes looking like? I mean, they, they vary, you know, so much because it's just, I think when you look at an individual, every individual is so different in terms of what their, you know, priorities are, what their obligations are, um, you know, what their relationship to us is, how that's different, you know, based on the NIL stuff or based on, you know, where they're from or what other brands they're working with. Um, so, I mean, it's been something where, you know, we as a brand want to be, encompassing because we believe that every athlete should and you know has the opportunity to connect with us as a brand and show pride and represent where they're from you know so in that sense it's, it's like we want to develop relationships with every athlete you know and so in that sense it's a large undertaking 
Um, but, you know, we have, we've connected with, you know, XMLB guys, XNFL guys, um, you know, people uh, who have been, you know, sports agents for many years. Um, so it's, we've, not, you know, expanded from just these, you know, current athlete partnerships uh, where we're now getting into, you know, talks with or connections with, uh, you know, guys at really their, you know, all stages of an athlete's career. Um, and so in that sense, it's been really exciting because, you know, from a brand, if we can continue to connect with, you know, every athlete that we can at the high school level and at the college level, that will ultimately in five years be athletes at the major level, at the minor level, at the college level. And so by connecting with them, we look at, you know, five years from now, all of the people who are, you know, in middle school or, you know, they're still playing, you know, um, you know, mate, like they're still playing, you know, pony or whatever it may be, they're able to then move up and they're looking up and idolizing these people who they've been watching play ball. And those are athletes, you know, that we've started developing partnerships with now. Uh, so, you know, the partnerships themselves, uh, they vary so much athlete to athlete, but we have such an incredible, you know, community already developing of guys that love representing where they're from that have so much pride in you know the place that they grew up the place that shaped them uh so you know we really feel you know excited about the opportunity to continue building products uh and you know building really unique opportunities uh to you know grow alongside these athletes okay so with this rapid growth of rtc like, is it just, I mean, I know you're founder, I know you're CEO, you're the face of the brand, but is there people behind <laughs> the scenes working with you? You planning on hiring additional people to, you know, keep up with, I'm sure is like quite a few orders, you know, at this moment in time, what's that looking like? Yeah. So uh, we have a, actually represent the code has a fairly family business feel. Um, and so we have uh, our production facility is set up in Tucson, uh, where I was saying I spent, you know, a lot of my childhood. Um, but from a, you know, business standpoint, a development standpoint, it's, it's really just been me uh, up to this point. Um, so I have sort of a bifurcated, you know, uh, two headed system going with our production facility um, that's run by family. Uh, and then myself, who's, you know, doing all of the uh, partnerships and, you know, digital strategy, uh, you know, designs and everything. Um, so, you know, we are definitely looking to expand uh, this fall. Um, you know, that is part of this, uh, you know, decision that went into separating uh, these different sport verticals and really, you know, hyper-focusing on baseball, on football, on basketball, on lacrosse um, and saying, you know, from my standpoint, if I'm able to connect with athletes at, you know, a rapid pace as an individual, sorry, there's a uh, fire truck going by outside. Um, and so, you know, if I'm able to connect with a ton of athletes, you know, as an individual over the course of three months, if we were to scale that out, I'll give you just a sec because it's pretty loud here. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, if we're able to scale that out and add, you know, somebody who is focused solely on baseball, focus solely on the cross, focus solely on basketball, you know, then you're able to go in and you're able to say, you know, what are the best high school pro, what are the best hundred high school programs across the country? What are the best 20 in each state? What, who are the best players on those teams? You know, who are the best recruits? What are the best college programs? Uh, and then you can dive in and find athletes from 2024, 2025, 2026. And so you have all of these different ways that you can break down this massive market but from a, an individual level, it becomes a lot more difficult just because I'm also doing the design work and the, you know, website work. Uh, so I think, you know, this fall, uh, you know, as we've seen, you know, a pretty tremendous amount of growth, uh, this fall is when we'll really be looking to add on some additional people uh, to help us grow these different sports, uh, you know, at a rapid rate that we saw, you know, the original brand growing at. Okay. So with this rapid success, with all this growth that you guys are seeing, you know, is this more than expected? What were you expecting as you started this? Uh, you talked about that website earlier, how when you you uh, parted with that first athlete, you made sure every area code was on that website. So you knew to some extent you were going to see some success. But just take us through, what were you expecting there? And has this, you know, evolved or not evolved? Has this beat the expectations that you had here for Represent the Code? 
yeah, I mean, I, I would like to say that I was, you know, 100% certain that this would work the entire time. Um, but that would not be the case. Uh, no, it it's definitely exceeded expectations in a number of ways. Um, I think that, you know, as the idea was being worked through, in my head, I said, there's not a reason this shouldn't work. Because as you were saying, you grew up in a completely different part of the country than me. But there is a there is a three digit sequence that is your area code that you resonate with that connects you with your home, your people, you know, your experiences, your childhood. You have that. I have that. It's different, but it's the same, you know, across us. And so every individual that we reach out to has that. And so even if they maybe don't resonate as strongly, they have the opportunity to think about it and see others who are resonating with and then have the opportunity to say, you know, I am really proud of where I'm from. It might be a small town in Oklahoma. But I love it here. You know, it shaped me. You know, my my dad has the same, you know, area code, my school, all of these people around me. And so in that sense, you know, I always believed that it should be able to be something that is successful because everybody has one. You know, it's something that is a custom, in a sense, product uh, that really is giving you the opportunity to show who you are on a on an individual level but also on a level that is about home and so i think that you know the way i looked at it is you know i went to university of arizona so i have you know a, a bunch of university of arizona uh you know t-shirts hoodies that i wear and i feel a sense of pride when i wear them it shows who i am it shows an experience i had and when i'm in the in lax where there's people from all over the world in the airport i see an arizona shirt and i'm like bear down, you know, like I, like, I know that and I connect with them. Same with, I have a, you know, University of Miami gym bag. And like, so it's like, you have these different pieces of your, you know, outfit and your style that show who you are, what you've experienced, where you've been, where you're from. And so those exist across college, home, state, all of these things. And so in my mind, I said, why not area code? You know, this is something that is unique. And everybody has one. And if we can really create a clean design and connect it with the right audience, there's no reason in my head that it shouldn't work. And so while it has exceeded expectations, there were definitely moments where I was like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing, but, you know, we've, we've made it this far. So we're not stopping. Yeah. So we've talked about the future here. And obviously with the ton of publicity you guys have already had, I think it's what, like close to 7,000 followers on that main page. And I'm sure more and more to come as you continuously try to partner with these different athletes. You know, you talk about bringing more people on board. You talk about, you know, those customized personal products that the athletes will get a profit margin from. Talk about partnering with new athletes from across the country. Looking ahead to, you know, the rest of this fall of 2023, 2024, and, you know, even two years away from now, I know that's hard to predict what that's going to look like, but just take us through vision for the future for represent the code, represent baseball, football, basketball, lacrosse. Just take us through what exactly at this moment in time that vision for the future looks like. Yeah, I think that, you know, it's it's something where I have a very large down the field vision of, you know, where I'm aiming for. And I think that, you know, when you're running a business, and when it's something that is new and, you know, is still growing, you just have to be so dynamic in your vision and your understanding. And you have to be really flexible and willing to change what you're doing or do something and then scrap it because you realize it's not good enough or it's not the right angle. Um, and so in that sense, you know, it's it's been something that has been uh, changing shape, you know, fairly rapidly based off of how the market has accepted us, how, um, you know, athletes have resonated with the products. Um, so in that sense, you know, we will continue to connect with athletes. That's, you know, really the integral part is building partnerships with athletes because, you know, if we can become a brand that athletes resonate with, you know, you look at a brand like Nike, like I've read Shoe Dog, which was written by Phil Knight, the founder of Nike, is my favorite book. I've read it probably like 10 times. Like it's not only from a, you know, just a, uh, you know, storytelling standpoint, is it amazing, but from a progression of a business and 
the, uh, you know, ups and downs and the trials of being an entrepreneur, Phil Knight just does a tremendous job of navigating what is a very unknown space for him as he builds Nike. Uh, so, you know, when I look at what I'm aiming to do with Represent the Code, with Represent Baseball, I want to continue to emulate, you know, these people that I've looked at for my, my whole life as, you know, inspiration, as people who changed, you know, an industry, changed a, you know, different uh, product or a sport or whatever it may be. Um, you know, our hope is that we can continue to build storytelling and products around athletes that are going to change these sports you know that are going to have their name in record books in college in high school in the pros um you know so we as a brand want to be something that connects to these athletes and supports them from a young age and stays with them you know through the course of their career even if it's not in the sense of you know being their, you know, direct sponsor or, you know, something along those lines, it can be something where they wear, you know, we give them a shirt when they're in college and they love that shirt and they wear it on the weekends, you know, and it's something where when they're, when they're playing or when they're home for, uh, you know, the summer, you know, when the season's over, you know, for the NFL, if, if they're, if our guys are able to have a t-shirt that's 404 or 312, 214, you know, if they have something that they can wear that is our brand and it is something that they take pride in, you know, that's ultimately what we're aiming for. So if we can do that and scale that out across every athlete and give them something that really gives them confidence, that gives them a sense of pride of where they're from, who they are, you know, that's really what I'm looking to do, uh, you know, as a company and as a brand. Okay. Well, awesome, man. Well, that's the final question here for you. On the J-Care podcast, like I said, I've been seeing your page go on and on. Like, we've got a lot of the same, you know, similar followers, same following, stuff like that. Um, Saw Mason Braun do it here from the – I believe he's 574. Lots of other guys who've been on the podcast have, you know, partnered with your brand. So, you know, had to reach out, had to get you on, kind of dig into Appreciate what it. exactly represent the code, what exactly represent baseball is. Um, So, man, really appreciate you coming on the show. Um, again, you know, as you continue to grow and, you know, you're adding employees, you're adding these different partnerships with different athletes and doing all these different new ventures for represent the code. I do want to wish you the best of luck, man. You know, we're both kind of have that entrepreneurial mindset. And as I continue on with my baseball career, graduate, head on to become a baseball agent, you know, I'll be definitely be sending guys your way, uh, potentially, you know, collab, collabs in the future as well, man. But again, just thanks for coming on the show. It's been cool kind of learning about this whole new, new brand, new business that's been kind of taking over the whole amateur sports scene that I've been seeing the past couple months. So again, just thanks for coming on the show. Uh, yeah, man, I really appreciate it. And of course, uh, you know, Best of luck to you with everything. I've been uh, really excited to uh, come on just because I've been, uh, you know, following along with the uh, the different athletes that you've been having. So uh, definitely felt honored uh, when I received uh, that that reach out from you. So uh, we'll definitely get you set up with uh, with a T too.